0: Wrestling Podcast with your host,
1: from Shadow Valley and the Woo-hoo. Smoky Mountains. Woo-hoo. The one, the only, the mountain man, Spike Rod
0: Shadow.
1: And welcome to the Juice Wrestling Podcast where every week we talk about. The latest and greatest news in the world of WWE slash sports entertainment. Talking about all things wrestling. Where we ask ourselves the question every week, who has the juice? Who doesn't have the juice? And who is the juice? Or who's hot, who's not, and uh, who's burning it down? The world of professional wrestling. I'm your host, Montman, Spike Von Shadow. If you haven't checked it up, it's up on my Facebook page. You can check out episode 10, in which I cover uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling matches, uh, Kazuchiha Okada versus Kenny Omega for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship title, and Nato versus Chris Jericho for the IWGP Intercontinental title. So you can check that out. Also, in that review, I uh, review this week's Monday Night Raw and some uh, news going on around the world of WWE. This is episode 11. Today, I'm going to be talking about SmackDown Live, or as I have dubbed it, The Fan Show. As I said in my Raw review, I feel Monday Night Raw is the corporate wrestling program where I feel as if SmackDown, excuse me, Smackdown Live is the fans wrestling program. And especially how this week started was so different. Well, I wouldn't say so different, but you can tell that there is a significant difference in Monday Night Raw and Tuesday Night SmackDown Live, especially the way their their storylines are going and especially the way everything is presented, I feel, is a lot better on SmackDown. And especially moving forward... you. Especially, I I think, this week. If you watch wrestling once in a blue moon, maybe you check out the highlights every week. Whatever type of fan you are, just by the opening alone, you can tell the difference between both programs this week. Also here at the Juice, I watch the wrestling program, so you don't have to. And especially if it's a bad show or if it's uh, not worth your time, I'm gonna let you know. For example, uh, Monday Night Raw, you weren't really missing much this week. Most of the time on Monday Night Raw, there's a few matches that are uh, that are decent, that are pretty. They're all right, but in my opinion, SmackDown is where it's at, and every week when I watch these shows, I go into them with kind of a the same type of vibe, the same type of opinion, the same type of emotion. Let me explain how this works, okay? We're going to, and I know, I know you're like, Mountain Man, well, what about the news? You always start the podcast with what's going on. The news. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But to start things off today, I, I wanted to set the pace. I wanted to go on a little rant here about how I start Monday night and Tuesday night when I go into these wrestling programs. Number one. Sunday comes around, well, when when Monday comes around, you know, after getting out of Sunday, you know, I go into Monday every week the same way. I go into it with excitement. It's been a few days, you know, since NXT and 205 Live, and especially after watching Dominion this weekend. And... Such great wrestling matches, great storytelling in the matches, just in the matches alone. And so I go into Monday Night even more excited than I, you know, normally do, because I watched that uh, Okada Omega match right before uh, I had watched Monday Night Raw. And so I'm going into this thing excited. Okay, I'm going into this thing feeling good. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's Monday. Woo, let's go in for some Monday Night Raw, baby. You know, I go into this thing genuinely excited every week. And then I start watching it. And it's usually about 10 to 15 minutes in that I I start to feel like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I turn on this show? Why am I watching this? But then there are certain points in the show where I'm like, okay, this is good. Okay, this is cool. And then all the points where I'm like shaking my head as to why why I'm even watching this program. And then I realize I watch this program for all of you out there. I take the bullet for the team, son. I take the bullet so you don't have to watch so you can tune in every week and listen to me go on a rant or listen to me talk about what happened so you don't have to bear with, okay? And usually after I'm done watching Monday Night Raw, I'm usually left with these three emotions. Confusion. Disgruntledness. And I'm usually left with this sense of tiredness. Because I get to that main event, right? And I'm tired by that point. By that third hour at the end, like, when he gets to the main event and and Monday Night Raw every week, I'm almost ready to fall asleep. I'm like, really?
0: Wrestling should not... Do that to a person. A wrestling program should not make you you dread watching it. Or at least at the very most,
1: not make you tired by the end. And for the second week in a row, at the end, I was left a little tired. But at the same time, the, the main event
0: picked up. So
1: I'm left on Tuesday, <laughs> thinking to myself, oh, and I'm so excited. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I... <laughs> I know, I know. What I'm about to say is quite random. But uh, on a positive note, my Shinsuke Nakamura shirt came in today. Uh, last week, uh, I ordered my Shinsuke Nakamura, my uh, Strong Style T-shirt, and uh, it finally came in today. And it's like uh, this thing that, I, that I'm that i going to be doing moving forward every Monday and Tuesday slash Wednesday uh, when I watch wrestling is uh, I get my cup of coffee. You know, I take my daughter to school, come home. Oh, because I work nights, right? And uh, I take my daughter to school because, you know, I come home from work, take her to school, and then um, get my cup of coffee. And now I'm going to put on my, my Nakamura T-shirt, and I watch wrestling. I sit down and I I watch wrestling, you know, and so Tuesday, right, Tuesday, it's like a different feeling. I still have like this kind of bad taste in my mouth left over from Monday, so I go into Smackdown Live, and I'm like, I'm still kind of like burnt out, and I'm still kind of like left, uh left with this this weird feeling after Monday Night Raw. And then I realized, SmackDown is my show. That's why I watch wrestling every week. <gasps> Excuse me, because I absolutely love watching SmackDown Live. Granted, to some of you out there, and to a lot of you out there, you're like, oh, it's better than Raw, but I'm not really happy with it. Um, I like SmackDown. I really do. And I think it's getting better every week, and in it's something to look forward to. So even though Monday Night Raw has a few okay segments, SmackDown Live, in my opinion, is the fan show.
0: And this week
1: we go into SmackDown Live with this woman's summit. With the four money in the bank ladder match contestants for the women's money in the bank ladder match in this women's summit. And unlike Monday Night Raw, where everybody was on a fucking ridiculous ladder. They were just standing in the ring. In which we get the iconics that come out. And. I really, really don't like the Iconics, but I think they are a damn good heel duo, and I really hope, especially after Money in the Bank, oh, stay tuned to the end of this podcast when I'm going to be giving you my Money in the Bank predictions and what I think is going to happen at Money in the Bank. Also, stay tuned for my NXT review. This will be the last NXT show before the TakeOver this Saturday. And so stay tuned to that and my predictions for NXT TakeOver. Chicago 2. And moving forward, this is going to be the first week I'm going to be covering NXT. And uh, I'm going to be covering that moving forward. So stay tuned for that. Now back to SmackDown. So we start with this woman seg. uh, We start with this woman summit to start things off, and we get Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville and the iconics that come out, and they come out making fun of Naomi and making fun of Lana and Becky and their accents and everything, and we get Paige that sets up an eight woman tag, an eight woman tag match. Now, Mandy Rose, uh, one of the most memorable things that was said in this whole segment was Mandy Rose saying that the talent outside the ring um, should be in Money in the Bank compared to the talent inside the ring. And part of me does not disagree. Part of me does not disagree. And then the only other thing that uh, can be taken away from this segment was, and, and something that I've said before, and I'm going to say it again, and I know you're everybody at home, you're like, Mountain Man, you still haven't gotten to the news yet. I'm going to get to the news here in a minute. But there's something I wanted to say about this opening segment that has disturbed me, and it, it's, I don't know if it's, the creative team at WWE or or what, or if, if they just think we're this stupid, but one of the things on Monday Night Raw and one of the things on SmackDown Live that's bugging me, and it's really legitimately bugging me. Number one, the Natalia thing where last week they were favoring her right knee and now this week they're favoring her left knee. But on SmackDown, Lana in her non-existent Russian accent. Now, tell of you home, you're like, Mountain Man, really? You're complaining about her accent? Yes, yes, okay? And in which there was a video I watched on YouTube today in which it, it said Lana addresses her lack of accent. Where she was driving around in the car With Seamus. And I'm thinking to myself, in this five minute and 55 second video, she does not talk about her lack of accent one bit in this video. Moreover, her being on Total Divas, she doesn't have an
0: accent there either. How are you going to be called
1: the ravishing Russian? If you don't have a Russian accent, is this like the Kofi Kingston syndrome where you had a Jamaican accent and then boom, it's just gone?
0: And this whole them pushing...
1: Okay, listen. Them pushing this whole Lana Day thing. Okay. How are you going to create these, this new this week, happy Lana Day, which is a play on the whole Rusev Day thing. How are you going to push Lana moving forward and the wrestler that you're pushing, all of a sudden their accent is just evaporating and no one is talking about this. Let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, and concerns at my Facebook page, The Mountain Man Spike Von Shadow. You can check out all my episodes of The Juice and all my thoughts and feelings about the world of professional wrestling. Now, to some of you at home, you may say, oh, uh, Spike, Uh, it's sports
0: entertainment. You
1: know what? To all of you out there that believe this is sports entertainment, I have one thing to tell you, one thing. What does it say on each and every one of these championship belts? What does the middle W stand for in WWE? the intercontinental championship belt the wwe intercontinental championship belt okay what does that middle w stand for wrestling wrestling so you can you can Say this is sports entertainment, all you want to. Bottom line, they're in the ring. They're in a wrestling ring. Wrestling. Enough to say about that. Now, let's get to the news, okay? Let's get to the news. First bit of news, WWE Raw ratings are up for Money in the Bank Go Home show. Last night, Raw bounced back. 8% from the low marks the past few weeks, doing 2.72 million viewers. The key to the ratings was the third hour had less of a decline than usual with the four-way men's money in the uh, men's main event, Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, and Bobby Roode. Um, I also think the ratings boost was due to the fact that we only got eight minutes of Roman Reigns. Instead of the first hour. Now, if there's anybody out there connected, affiliated, or anything with the WWE that's listening to this podcast. Just an idea moving forward. Less Roman Reigns equals better ratings. And I think this proves it. Just saying. Raw was seventh for the night on cable, but beat everything but Fox News coverage. And also beat three of the five broadcast networks and mostly rerunning programming against it aside from The Bachelorette. The usual development is that the third hour decline, usually highest among women, was actually slightly higher, 5%, as opposed to 3% among men in the 18 to 49 demographic. The three hours were at 8 p.m., 2.75 million viewers, at 9 p.m., 2.81 million viewers, and then at the 10 p.m. hour, it was at 2.6. Now, once again, I think that's due to the fact that uh, from hours one to two, it went up. But from hours two to three, it went down in quality. So, also this week, speaking of SmackDown, Jeff Hardy pleads guilty to DWI charge from March. Jeff Hardy's driving while impaired charge from March is close to being resolved. WBTV in Charlotte, North Carolina reported that Hardy pled guilty in court on Monday. Received a 120-day suspended sentence, was fined $300, and will need to complete 48 hours of community service within 120 days. The report noted that Hardy also has to complete an assessment and treatment class in addition to turning over his license. Hardy was arrested for DWI in Concord, North Carolina on March 10th after being involved in a single car accident. The incident... Report stated that he ran off the roadway to the right in turn striking about 105 feet of guardrail before the end of the car spun out 90 degrees to the left. So whether in ring or in a vehicle, uh, looks like Matt Hardy, whether he's drunk or sober, are doing high risk maneuvers even on the highway. He submitted to a breathalyzer and blew a .25, which is more than three times the legal limit. Hardy, who is WWE's current United States champion, faced Shinsuke Nakamura in a non-title match on SmackDown, which I will get to here shortly once we get to the Shinsuke Nakamura-AJ Styles feud rivalry in which uh, Shinsuke fought Jeff Hardy this week. Which, this whole Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy thing, I think it's going to play into the Nakamura Styles uh, championship match at Money in the Bank, which I'm going to get to that here shortly. Because um, I have a feeling I know what WWE is about to do. And I'm not entirely happy with it, but I've talked about it here On this podcast before that, I believe it's probably going to be another case of take the L today for the W tomorrow formula. Also, another news, John Cena to star alongside Jackie Chan in Project X. John Cena has booked a role alongside Jackie Chan in one of his next film projects. Chan and Cena are slated to star in the action thriller Project X, which is... A working title, Sylvester Stallone was originally scheduled for Cena's role before having to be replaced. Cena is playing a former Marine who Chan, a private security contractor from China, teams up with to stop attackers who are trying to steal oil from a Chinese refinery in the Middle East. The film's being directed by Scott Waugh, written by Erish Amel, and Chan is one of the producers. Waugh previously directed Need for Speed in 2014 and Act of Valor in 2012. Cena hasn't appeared on WWE television since his match against Triple H at the Greatest Royal Rumble and The Undertaker at WrestleMania 34 in April. He has a role in the Transformers spinoff Bumblebee, which is set to be released in December.
0: Alrighty.
1: One of the things that wasn't going on this week on SmackDown that should have was a match between Andrade C The Anonymous and Sin Cara. It was originally scheduled but has been canceled as part of an apparent storyline where Sin Cara's shoulder... Was injured when Almas attacked him backstage last Tuesday. Sankara posted a promo on Twitter where he called Almas a coward and said he's coming for him. Almas and Sakara worked against each other on this past weekend's house shows. Now, as far as them still facing off, at, uh, them facing off, who knows when that's going to happen? uh let's see what else do we got going on this week oh yes yes uh one of the matches that has been added to the pre-show for money in the bank this week is the smackdown tag team titles while the money in the bank card still sits at a at 10 matches coming out of this week's television. One of those has been removed to the pre-show. It was announced on Tuesday that the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Bludgeon Brothers, uh, will uh, will take their title defense uh, against Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson is now set to take place prior to Sunday's main event. Gallows and Anderson defeated the Usos in a number one contenders match on May 22nd's episode of SmackDown to become Harper and Rowan's next challengers. Money in the Bank is the first show affected by WWE's start time change for the pay-per-views. The pre-show will begin at 6 p.m. Eastern on Sunday with the main card starting at 7 p.m. listed as ending at 10.30 p.m. So, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking that out of all the things that you could do, or out of all the matches that you could put on the pre-show, now maybe some of you at home are like, "Oh man, I'm not really emotionally invested in this." Um. I don't really think – I'm not – I don't have any objections against that being moved to the pre-show. I do. Uh, The SmackDown tag team titles, really, for the pre-show, I don't see it. Uh, I'm not feeling it. Um, I don't see why – a champion, uh, the tag team championship match is being moved to the pre-show. But of course, we'll never see Roman Reigns and Jinder Mahal move to the pre-show. This is one of the things that irritates me. We get shit matches like Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Jinder Mahal versus Roman Reigns. Even Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan, which Daniel Bryant's on fire. You know, he's, he's, he's burning it down. Uh, he's got the juice on SmackDown. But I'm completely, I'm just, I'm good on this whole feud with him in, in, in Big Cass. I just am. I'm, I'm good. Um, I, 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 I'm burnt out on it. And I have no emotional investment in this thing whatsoever. And like these three matches, I think to myself, how do these matches take precedence over the SmackDown tag team titles? The Bludgeon Brothers are amazing and Carls and Anderson are uh, Anderson and, and Gallows. Um, I mean, I I think they're a great tag team, and I, and I'm glad to see them back on SmackDown. And I legitimately think this is going to be a good match. Granted, there've been there's been a little bit of buildup. It's it could be better. I ain't gonna lie, but I feel more emotionally invested in that than I do Roman and Jinder, Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn, and Big Cass, and Daniel Bryan. And I and I just, I question the thought process. I question how these three matches are going to be on the main card, are going to be probably towards the end of the pay-per-view, but yet something like a championship isn't. Whatever. I, I, I digress. Another news: SmackDown's ratings were up this week. So both SmackDown and Raw's ratings were up this week. Tuesday night SmackDown averaged two point one eight three million viewers, up two percent from last week's, our last week's two thousand eighteen low mark. The episode also uh, up five percent from the same week in twenty seventeen. First time in four weeks, SmackDown was up year over year. SmackDown finished ninth for the ninth in total views on cable, trailing mostly news shows, which were up due to coverage of Donald Trump's summit with Kim Jong Un. SmackDown did top the ratings in the 18 to 49 demographic, as it does most weeks, with a .66 rating show retained 80% of the raw audience from the night before, slightly less than SmackDown has been doing of late, but still in the norm range. Of note, this is the sixth straight week that SmackDown has been below 2.3 million views. Prior to that, they had only been below that mark once on Halloween night since June 13th of last year. So and that's the news. Let's get back to uh, let's get back to SmackDown. Okay. So we got a Daniel Bryan promo which didn't make it to last week's show, but was released on the WWE YouTube channel. Beats the shit out of me as to why they waited until this week to release it. But it was a damn good promo. Daniel Bryan was all in the face of the camera. Looking vicious, looking mean, looking serious. Then we get Daniel Bryan versus Shelton Benjamin. In which it was a it was an alright match. It was an alright match. The yes lock onto the into the half crab and into the heel hook. <laughs> in which uh, Daniel Bryant walked away with the victory. Next, we get Paige and Asuka backstage, and Oscar uh, saying she wants Carmella, in which uh, Carmella and Asuka were added to the card. Now, with that being said, there's something I need to desperately bring to everyone's mm-hmm. attention. To those that are listening at home, listen. I've done podcasts with with other people lately, and I have talked with people online, on social media, and there's a general consensus. And there's a lot of people out there that think that carmella is gonna walk out of money in the bank with the smackdown Women's championship and i get it i get it from a story perspective and from what they've been showing us oscar ain't gonna win this thing
0: and people are like oh but my man carmella beat charlotte twice charlotte beat oscar at wrestlemania and then oscar lost that smackdown match with becky lynch
1: and i think about that and i think about that long and hard and you know what pops in my mind you know what pops up in my brain To all of you out there that maybe watch Raw and SmackDown, every blue moon, or you watch the highlights, I watch this shit consecutively, consistently, on a regular basis. I watch the pay-per-views. And I even go back and I re-watch the pay-per-views from the entire last year. And to you out there that believe Carmella is going to beat Asuka Which is a completely asinine thought. Because number one, Carmella is fucking trash. She belongs in the fucking trash bin. Okay? She is utter
0: horseshit. And if you honestly think Carmella is gonna win this thing.
1: Um, I want to know what wrestling show you're watching. I want to know what wrestlers you're watching because I went back and and let me take you on a trip back. It's that time again in the Juice Podcast for a look back. Back. Survivor Series, okay? Let me take you back to the Survivor Series 2017. In which, in the main event, we've seen Asuka put on the Asuka lock on Carmella and her bitch-ass tap out. But I'm going to get to that here shortly. And, and I'm going to go into a little bit more in depth when when I get to the predictions. But for all those that are hyping up this Carmella um, hype train, and for all of you that uh, that that think that Carmella is actually going to beat Oscar at Money in the Bank, Survivor Series 2017. For all those at home, here's some quick math for you. That was only eight. Eight, And I'll say it again. Eight months ago. In the Survivor Series elimination match. In the women's. Carmella. Kicked. Or got kicked. The shit out of. By Asuka. Asuka kicked the living shit out of Carmella. And pinned her. Clean. For a one, two, three. And she was eliminated. From the Survivor Series match. So. For all those that forgot what happened last year, maybe you just got to the program. Maybe you're just watching for the first time. Asuka beat her clean at Survivor Series, and especially tonight on SmackDown, got her in the Asuka lock. So that's twice. Twice. Not one, but two times she has beat Carmella. If you honestly think
0: Carmella's bitch ass can beat Oscar, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Because what happened tonight is just a mere preview of what's going to happen at Money in the Bank. But I'll get to that in, in a little bit. So we move on from that. To to Paige and the Miz. And which <laughs> The Miz, the, the Miz is an interesting, interesting character. Um The Miz has the juice. He isn't the juice, but he has the juice. He's got stockpiles of the juice. And him talking to Paige about how he's practicing his up and coming role for Rough Rough Ref. Um, I was fucking dying and and I was laughing my ass off because the Miz, the Miz is, even though he's going out there and he's taken some L's lately, no matter if he wins or he loses, I feel like the Miz always puts on one hell of a show. And if you can go out there as a wrestler, as a performer, and you can lose, and the audience is still cheering you, and you're doing something right, so we, get, so we get the Miz. As the guest referee against uh, with Samoa Joe versus Rusev tonight, and I'll get to that shortly. Then we get to Jerry Law, Jerry the King Lawler, making an appearance, which was good to see. Go the King back, seeing him uh, interviewing AJ Styles, in which AJ Styles talking about the Last Man Standing and how he's going to be the Last Man Standing and how he's the Last Man Standing and just about everything in life. We move on from that segment to Samoa Joe versus Rusev, uh, in uh, and with Miz being the special guest referee. Match ends with a Machi kick to Samoa Joe, and then that's reversed into the Kokina clutch, and then we get uh, we get the distraction from the. From the Miz and the outside distraction, in which the Miz should have, uh, Samoa Joe, uh, trying to get the pinfall. And we end up with the Machka kick for the pinfall, in which Rusev won this thing, which I felt like Samoa Joe should have won, but it was creating heat, creating, um, controversy, creating, a uh, more of a storyline for our money in the bank ladder match. And then when and and at the end we have the Miz uh doing the skull crushing finale to Rusev. <coughs> <coughs> and I think the takeaway from this segment, the takeaway from this match especially, was the Miz going up to the top and getting the briefcase. <laughs> The man's climbing up to the top of the brief, uh top of the ladder to get the briefcase and it being filled with pancakes. I was fucking dying. I legitimately was just laughing my ass off, and we got the new day backstage just laughing, and it, it was a brilliant segment, in my opinion. Next, we get Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, this match was a good match. And this is how I feel. I'm going to get into this once I get into my money in the bank predictions. Um, But I feel that they have dragged... This Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles feud. And I've loved this feud. Don't get me wrong. I've loved this feud. But I I feel like the way the WWE is setting this matchup for Money in the Bank, I feel like Shinsuke is going to lose this thing. and i feel like they will possibly drag this thing out to extreme rules and after extreme rules especially tonight the way that this match ended and in the beginning of the in the beginning of smackdown live i i had this thought and the way that this match ended just kind of confirmed it I have a feeling they're not going to put the title on Shinsuke Nakamura. And in my opinion, that shit pisses me the hell off. Because last year Shinsuke had a title opportunity against Jinder Mahal, and they fucking dropped the ball on that. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this year WrestleMania, okay. You know, you have him lose the first match, and then hell, you know, Greatest Royal Rumble will will have Shinsuke win the belt, and then maybe, you know, maybe drag it out for another match or two, you know, to kind of give Shinsuke some momentum, give Shinsuke some oomph after winning the title, to uh, selign, or not salignify to 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 cement. Him as a heavyweight champion. Okay. Then we got the fuck finish at Greatest Royal Rumble. I'm like, okay. All right. Count out, which was fucking garbage. But I feel like their matches progressively get better and better. But the end of the matches just pisses me off. So I'm like, okay. We go into Backlash, right? Backlash. I'm figuring... We're finally going to get an end to this. No. We get a better match than we did at Greatest Royal Rumble. Fuck finish. I'm like, okay. And so then I get this thought. I'm like, are you trying to replicate Okada and Omega? And especially after watching Dominion this last weekend. I almost had this feeling like WWE is trying to make their own Okada Omega style match. And so that leads us to that match they had on SmackDown Live and non-title match, but it was a title for the stipulation for their Money in the Bank match. Shinsuke wins. And so up until tonight, up until this match, I'm like, okay, they've got to. They've got to put the title on Shinsuke. They've got to. How are you going to keep dragging out a feud and not have him win
0: the title? What are you trying to, what do you,
1: what is the ultimate purpose in this? And I'm thinking, especially with the contract signing, all these little segments that we've been getting leading up to this, Shinsuke's gonna walk out of Money in the Bank with a title. I'm thinking, yeah. They're going to give him the title. It's about fucking time. I'm cool with it. Okay. There's it some build up. Okay. Dragged the ass a little bit, but then picked up some heat. Okay. Doing this last man standing thing. Shinsuke's beating uh, Ty Dillinger and hitting AJ outside the ring with the Kinshasa, the count 10. Okay. Then we get this contract signing. In and so it's cementing even more that Shinsuke has gotten in the head of AJ Styles and that he's gonna walk out of money in the bank with the championship. And then we get to the Shinsuke Nakamura, Jeff Hardy match. And especially the end of this match, it ends with Shinsuke doing the low blow and hitting him with the Kinshasa, or well, yeah, hitting him with the Kinshasa and doing the 10 count and i just i got this feeling i just got this feeling that this is how the money in the bank match is going to go aj's going to walk out with the wwe championship and it might go one more match at extreme rules in july And from then until SummerSlam, we're going to get a rivalry with Shinsuke Nakamura and Jeff Hardy. Because if you've noticed, Jeff Hardy ain't defending the United States title at Money in the Bank. There's no one really contending for it right now. And I really got this feeling, and especially with the way the match ended, That we're going to get another match with Shinsuke Nakamura and Jeff Hardy. And it's just like I've said before, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know about my theory that the the WWE does. It's take the L today for a bigger W tomorrow. Okay? Baron Corbin, let me just remind all of you, and I'm going to keep saying this, okay, Baron Corbin. Got one money in the bank last year, cashing in against Gender Mahal. He took the L to Hall to pick up the W, win the United States title. Took the L to Gender to pick up the W to win the United States title. AJ takes the L to To Baron, so that he picks up the United States belt, and then AJ picks up the W against Jinder for the world title, for the WWE Championship. Okay, are you starting to see what I'm talking about? Just like Asuka, she took the L, her streak-breaking L against Charlotte, to do what? Take the W against Carmella at Money in the Bank that take the L today for a bigger W tomorrow. Now, how does that all factor into this equation? Okay. (sighs) Shinsuke is going to take the L to AJ Styles in order to pick up the W and become the new United States champion at SummerSlam. I'm already calling it. Shinsuke Nakamura will walk out of SummerSlam the United States champion. Their feud may go to extreme rules. We may get another fuck finish. Who knows? Knowing WWE, they'll probably do this. We'll get another fuck finish at Money in the Bank. And it may go one more match, but ultimately, I feel Shinsuke is going to lose and then win win the United States title against Jeff Hardy at SummerSlam. But I'll get into that more when I get into my predictions for Money in the Bank. Overall, I, I loved the match. I thought Shinsuke versus Jeff Hardy. I think it's uh I I really I really love uh the match. I thought it was really good until the low blow. Um, Jeff Hardy wins by disqualification. Um, next we get to a cringeworthy segment with Carmella and talking about makeup and how she's not concerned with Oscar. We get a Big Cass segment in which he talks about carnival rides and Daniel. It's just fucking trash. I'm, I'm done with both of them. Um, I feel like Big Cass and Carmella are equally trash worthy. And that leads us to our last match the 10 woman tag, in which the ending of the match led to Asuka. Just like I was saying earlier, getting the, getting Carmella in the Asuka lock. Like I said, if you honestly think that Asuka is going to lose at Money in the Bank, got another thing coming, son. Got another thing coming. Asuka is walking out of Money in the Bank with that championship. But. WWE likes to give us the finish to matches before the actual match happens. IE Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax this past Monday night Raw and especially this one. Creating this whole storyline where Will is Oscar the same Oscar she used to be. So that brings me to my predictions for Money in the Bank. All right, let's get to that real quick. In the first match, we are going to have the Bludgeon Brothers versus Luke Gallows, or Luke Gallows, Uh, Gallows and Anderson. Uh, as uh, and uh, uh, da, 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 where are we going? All right. I believe the Blood Brothers are walking out of Money in the Bank ta- still tag team champions. I don't feel that they're gonna lose just yet. Who knows though? We might get uh, the Usos that that caused the cause the distraction or cause the disqualification, but I feel they are walking out of money in the bank with the SmackDown Tag Team titles. The Raw end of things. We've got Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus the B-Team. Completely atrocious match in which Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt are, in my opinion, walking out of this thing, champions. If somehow the B-team interrupts, uh, somehow the B-team walks out, the champions. um, The only way I could possibly see this happening is if we get Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre show up, cause a distraction for the B-team to win this thing. The way they've been telling the story is that the B-team will win this. And then they will get a rematch. But I don't know. Um, on paper, I don't see the B team beating Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. I don't. But if there's an outside distraction, yeah, I'm going to give it to the B team. And especially, but here's the other thing. If the B team win this... And you book your next match for Dolph and Drew versus the B team. Is that really the type of tag team picture you really want to paint? I would say have Matt and Bray walk out the champions and then have Dolph and Drew slide in to challenge them at Extreme Rules or SummerSlam. Who knows? But uh, I'm going to... I'm going to say that Matt and Bray are walking out the champs. All right. That brings us to our Intercontinental Championship. Elias versus Seth Rollins. I'm going with Seth Rollins on this. I think that this is just the beginning of their feud. I don't think Elias is walking out the Intercontinental Champion yet. Yet. I say that yet. It may happen. It may happen at Extreme Rules or SummerSlam. It's very possible. But I don't see it happening at Money in the Bank. I think Seth Rollins is walking out of this still on our Intercontinental Champion. All right. Jinder Mahal versus Roman Reigns. Who gives a shit? But we are already know it's going to be Roman Reigns. Seriously. I don't really. I, I, I don't even want to continue talking about that just because that and the next few matches, I'm just. I'm good. I'm just really, really good on. But Roman's walking out of this thing. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Um, unless we got some. Dirty, underhanded, um, cheating shit coming from Sami Zayn. Bobby Lashley is walking out of this thing, the champ. You don't build up all this pissed-offness. I, I would say pissed-offness. Um, you don't build up all this negative negativity uh, with, with Sami Zayn being this super intellectual heel um, to have him lose. Or to have him win. I'm just saying. Um next. Well, where are we at? Oh yes. Uh Big Cass, Daniel Bryant. Um, I'm gonna give it to Big Cass because uh, I think it's a classic psych out. I think they want you to believe that Daniel Bryant's gonna walk out of this thing um winning. But I, I, I really think that they're going to give it to Big Cass. Otherwise, why keep keeping it going, you know? Unless you're just dragging your feet until you can get the Miz in the picture. Yeah, Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. They already have a rematch booked at this WWE live event. I think we're going to get a fuck finish on this in which Ronda wins by DQ. Um, then again, Ronda just may win clean. Now, this rematch that they're supposed to have at the WWE live event, it wasn't said if it was for the Raw Women's Championship or not. So... I'm gonna go by. I'm gonna go with Ronda winning this one, and especially with the women's ladder match. I'm gonna go with Natalia. I think Natalia um, will possibly cash in at Money in the Bank and walk away with the with the Raw Women's Title. Then we get a rivalry set up. Because especially if you pay attention to the way they've been booking this, the way they've been building this up, this whole uh, Ronda-Natalia friendship, I see it happening where Natalia is going to cash in the the title or cash in the Money in the Bank. We're going to have one cash in. We're going to have one cash in at Money in the Bank. And I feel it's going to be with Natalia and it's because it's going to work with the whole the Friends storyline thing. And I believe Natalya is going to walk out of Money in the Bank with a Raw Women's title. Carmella versus Asuka, you already know. You already know how I feel about this. Asuka is my absolute favorite woman's wrestler, period. Um, I think she's incredible. I think she's the most talented uh, woman's wrestler on the planet. On the planet. And I don't think there's anybody that's ready for Asuka. So. That being said. They're trying to play up this whole storyline that is Asuka the same as she was and blah, blah. Asuka's walking out the champ. Simple as that. Uh, Shinsuke versus AJ. I already gave my thoughts on that. I think AJ is walking out of this thing with the belt, uh, because I think they're going to build up something to SummerSlam where it's going to be Shinsuke against Jeff Hardy. And I think that's, I think that's about it. Other than the men's. Money in the Bank ladder match, I think it's going to go to Samoa Joe. I think uh, Samoa Joe is going to walk out of this thing. The Money in the Bank men's winner. So those are my predictions for Money in the Bank. Thank you for tuning in today. I am the Mountain Man, Spike Von Shadow. Thank you for joining me today. And I'll see you for my Money in the Bank results show. I'm going to be doing a podcast for Money in the Bank. Stay tuned for that. Should be pretty interesting. And remember, keep the juice flowing, baby. I'm the Mountain Man, Spike Von Shadow, and I'll see you next time.